For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 381 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Hals Burkhardt. And I'm your host, Will Whitten. Buddy. Double Star Wars week. My goodness. Mandalorian trailer and an episode of Bad Batch. Whew. Super stoked. Yeah, man. Star Wars on the brain. A big time. Still a kind of hard for me to wrap my head around the concept of you know, like in a month and a half, essentially, we're going to have some weeks where we get double Star Wars week. Bad Batch and Mandalorian. Man. Yeah. That's a lot of Star Wars. So, yeah. not uh, We don't really have to fucking bullshit to, uh, you know, make our time this week. Because we got that. We got some voicemails and emails. So, it's going to be a good time. Um, so, listen, guys. If you want any information about us. It's easy enough to find. Just go to blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com for all your Blue Harvest needs. You'll find links to all our social media. You'll find links to the Twitch channel where I'm streaming fairly regularly now. People are coming to hang out. Vanessa Marshall came and hung out last night. What is my fucking life, dude? I don't know. Um, So, yeah, come hang out there. And you'll also find a link to our Patreon if you really enjoy the show and you want to support us for as little as $3 a month and get access to all our bonus podcasts. I've been posting uh, immediate reactions to Bad Batch. We've got, you know, Cooking with Will, Oh No, It's Hall Solo, Star Wars Year by Podcast, Masters of Harvest Kasi, Podula Rasa, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff over there at patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast. And a big old shout out to our patrons. You guys are the best, and we appreciate you guys. Oh, um, you'll also find a link, uh, either of those URLs, to the Blue Harvest YouTube channel where I posted a ridiculous ass video this week. You guys should go check out. My man, you are on that. You are on the editing, the video editing. It's uh, good. I have a really big project in line for later this year, hopefully. So I was like, well, if I'm going to pull that off, I really, really need to start working on the editing stuff. So that's what I've been doing. 
I have another video that I worked on some today. I'm taking this one a, a lot slower. I came up with the idea for, you know, that reaction video um, on Monday before the trailer came out and, you know, filmed it and executed it all in the same day. It took like six hours of editing. So I am mm. not trying mm. to do that this time with the next video. I'm trying to give myself a little more time and not get it all done in one day. But uh, I'm really enjoying it. Like, got a decent, you know, video editing program and sort of learning the ins and outs of it. I find that stuff really enjoyable. Hell so yeah. Trying to um, strike when the uh, creativity bug hits me, you know? That's, uh, and now you have the tools and the technology. Yeah, man. Doing the kind of shit I couldn't even imagine doing when I was a kid. It's green screen elements and stuff. Yeah. Fucking call me John Knoll up in here, huh? <laughs> Buddy, uh, how's your week been? How are you and the kids, the wife? How's the family? Hanging in there. Uh, my wife has been off for a couple days, so that's been really awesome to have her help and be her, her be home with us and be around the kids. Yeah. So uh, it's always nice when she gets a couple off days uh, yeah, just to I'm be sure. here with us. It's really nice. I'm sure all you guys um are big fans of that right you and the kids yeah. some mom time yeah. some chris time that's awesome buddy yeah um anything exciting going on in the world of will or in the fam no man taking care of a baby yep taking How's care of the baby 24 7 she's doing good oh, yeah. she's smiling back at me she's playing and cooing a little bit and uh it's really sweet she's really pretty that's awesome that's yeah. awesome she's uh Developing a little bit of a personality by now, right? Yeah, absolutely. She's super easygoing. You know, she's sleeping for longer and longer stints at night. You know, she still gets up real early and goes to bed, you know, uh, and wakes up a couple of times. But, she, you know, it's getting longer. It's getting longer and longer in between her waking up. So, like, the ability to sleep is getting a little better. Well, that's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Well, that's awesome, buddy. So, um, we'll play it here in a second, but what did you think of that new Mandalorian trailer? Uh, I loved it. I was a little blown away. Like, you see kind of Grogu whipping ass a little bit, like throwing down. Yeah. So, you know what the <laughs> the sort of funny thing about this for me is? Um, so, you know, we've gotten one other officially released um, Mando trailer this year, right? And, right. you know, that was awesome, right? Uh, and then there's been a couple of other, like, uh, trailers that they showed at, like, Star Wars Celebration and Comic-Con that weren't released to the public. But, you know, as always, somebody films it with their phone and puts up, like, a shitty quality bootleg. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, I can't remember what we've seen before and well i i remember what we've seen before but i can't remember if it was an officially released trailer or if it was one of those bootleg trailers <clears throat> and of course you know it, it's easy enough i could just go and like compare them all and be like oh mm -hmm. there's my answer but pff, why do that when i could just be confused and be like oh no <laughs> put the question out for the world to answer yeah <laughs> Everybody's like, I don't know, man. I feel like you should just do your homework. It's your damn show. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, fair enough. But 
you know, I got things to do. Well, we're going to play the official one, so it doesn't yep. matter. Let's check that out. Let's get a little refresher on this before we start talking about that. How's that for That's true. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I like that. All right, here we go. Let's not blow the eardrums out with it. Our people are scattered like stars in the galaxy. What are we? What do we stand for? All the Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. So cool. Being a Mandalorian is not just learning about how to fight. You also have to know how to navigate the galaxy. That way, you'll never be lost. Forgiven for my transgressions. May the force be with you! This is the way. There's something dangerous happening out there. And by the time it becomes big enough for you to act, it'll be too late. Hang on, kid. man i've seen some people a little cooler on the trailer being like yeah it's cool and all but it, you know i don't know if it gave me anything to get excited for you know i don't know that it's one of those trailers where you're like holy shit but it has me fucking excited. well it's kind of beats that we predicted yeah like, yeah we said we were going you know we knew he kind of figured he was going to mandalore to be redeemed right yeah. like that's the thing like there's i don't know that there's anything in that trailer that you can't infer just from watching the show right like right that's how exactly yeah. how it feels and and that's fine i mean historically you know there's a lot of shit hidden right like how many trailers for the first season came out with nary a, a bit of footage or mention of grogu right right so there's going to be stuff in there there's going to be crazy shit in there but it's you know if that whole line of dialogue is from the movie, like that line, like whole point of that is he's teaching Grogu lessons about being a Mandalorian. Yeah. I, so it could be him that he's telling that to. It could be anybody else too, you know, like that's true. I guess it, that's true. It looks like the, uh, the cast is going to grow quite a bit. Obviously there's a ton of Mandalorians in the trailer obviously you know you see old right that's what i'm excited yeah, about yeah me too buddy this, the, like that was the giveaway i was like oh he is going to have rallied multiple mandalorians in this season this i'm excited for i didn't think that would necessarily happen well it kind of makes me wonder if if the reason behind that is the fact that he's got the dark saber right like maybe it starts spreading like people you know it starts getting out that din has the dark saber and with it being such a symbol to Mandalorians, like maybe that's when they start rallying beside him and stuff, you know? Um, 
do you imagine they challenge him? Like, isn't it trial by combat? I, I think, I mean, yeah, somebody's got, I don't think he goes unchallenged this season and whether that's, you know, Bo-Katan or any number of other people, you know, I'm not quite sure, but certainly he is going to have people that push back on that. Right. <laughs> um, there is a Mandalorian character in Rebels, Finn Rao, who I, like, I, I feel like he's got to show up at some point. Like, he didn't die, did he? I can't. I'm pretty sure he didn't. He's a really? Mandalorian guy that looks kind. Um, uh, uh, Sal, our buddy Sal, one time it described his Mandalorian armor as looking like Mega Man. And ever since then, I was like, oh, shit. He does look like Mega Man. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. He's he's still alive by the last time you see him in. Um Rebels. This is what his helmet looks like. He's got a cool helmet. Nice helmet, Finrao. See that? Yes. Very fancy. Um, and then, you know, like with Sabine coming in in um, Ahsoka, I'm almost certain we'll see her in this season of The Mandalorian. It kind of only seems appropriate to, you know, introduce her in Mandalorian and then you know she's she's part of the full cast in Ahsoka you right. know, for you know people that watch all the Star Wars stuff of course they know who she is but you know there's a large portion of the audience that doesn't watch the animated stuff so <clears throat> I could certainly see her getting introduced and it'd make a lot of sense especially considering you know she had the Darksaber for a little while in Rebels so mm -hmm. true she may be helping him learn how to use it. Yeah, who knows? <clears throat> the scene with the multiple Jedi approaching the door, I'm assuming that that's one of Grogu's flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, that's from Order 66. Um, So, you know, to me, there are some unanswered questions slash mysteries like that they still have to explore in this show, right? The biggest right. one to me, though, is who saved Grogu during Order 66, right? Right. And you know, for a fact, with Dave Filoni and Johnny Favs being involved, it is not going to be a new character. It is certainly not going to be a new character. It is going to be somebody we know. Oh, really? It wouldn't be that group of four? Like a no. squadron sent to protect mm -mm. him? Mm -mm. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Surely will not be. A buddy. It'll be Mace Windu, or it'll be <laughs> fucking... Uh, Ahsoka, or it'll be um, fucking Kia D. Mundi. Now, dude, if it was Kia D. Mundi, we're going to lose listeners because people will not be, <laughs> they'll be like, all right, guys, we get it. Shut up. But we'll, we will be, we will be tough to deal with if it turns out to be Kia D. Mundi. It won't. It won't. Um, Mace Windu is. <laughs> I keep saying, man, with Samuel L. Jackson, the amount of times he's talked about, like, yeah, I think Mace Window could have Mace Windu could have survived. I would come back, blah blah blah. Like, certainly they've approached him or talked to him about possibilities for that. Right? It's just like you and McGregor. You McGregor was talking on, you know, red carpets and stuff, and saying, yeah, I would be in Star Wars again. And Kathleen Kennedy was like, are you are you for serious? Because if you are. 
So, Mace, so this thing can't be Ahsoka, right? Because she's actively participating in the battle, battle of Mandalore during Order right, 66. Right, right, This is true. But there are a lot of options of people who it could be. And... Um, not Shakti. Uh, Ayla Sakura. I mean, Ayla Sakura. This is the thing. We see a lot uh, of Jedi die. Raymond Boss. We know <sighs> could be. I and I'm not just saying this because I love Sal Perales and the Perales family so much. I think it's a dis- it is a very real possibility that it's Quinlan Boss. Really? Okay. Because like, all right, so. He it would is, make a lot of sense. He's another one of the known Jedi alive at this time. Well, right. He, we know he's alive. Uh, they directly shouted him out in Kenobi, and he is a nichely popular Star Wars character, right? This like, is all true. Right? And uh, I think... Now, this is the thing, though. The fact that whoever rescued Grogu from order 66 isn't around 25 years later or whatever 25 however many years after order 66 season one of mandalorian takes place probably doesn't mean very good things for whoever rescued him right like unless they rescued him and then handed him off to somebody else for safekeeping or something like that right but i really do think quinlan voss is a at least a possibility and it seems like one of those things that like they'd be talking about and Dave Filoni would be like, well, hold up. Do you know who Quinlan Voss is? And John Favreau is like, who's the fuck is Quinlan Voss? And he's like, well, hold up. Let me tell you. Let me show you some comic covers, my dude. <laughs> um, let me pull up a bunch of pictures on the internet. Also, did you see the two little Bo- Babu Fricks in there? Yes, I did. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Gonna be really cool. Do you think one of them is Babu Frick? Oh, I don't know. That would, I mean, saying what you just said about cameos, it would it wouldn't be surprising right. if one was Babu Frick, uh, and it would be another use of the character. But I uh, I don't think necessarily it has to be. I don't think I saw it has another to be. race in there um, that the, I recognized. The reason I say it could be is because, and, I, and obviously, I won't give this away we're not a spoiler podcast but there's a i don't know i feel like a while ago like maybe this time last year or earlier um in the year uh, yeah i'm all confused yeah like maybe early 2022 or something there was some rumors or information i can't remember i don't even remember where it came from about something involving a droid right in season three and if it's true, then I could see Babu Frick maybe being the one who builds that or repairs that or something. You know? Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, because he's a droid guy, right? Kind of like a yeah, I guy. think so. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, man, I um, I'm very excited. It's it's gonna be here before we know it. I mean, we're rocketing towards the end of January, and then it's just it's the first of March. So, mm-hmm. I cannot wait. You know, I know we got, um, you know, Book of Boba Fett early last year, but it feels so long since we've had a continuation of that Mandalorian story. Um, even though it's, you know, barely going to be over a year by the time it comes out. 
I'm just very, very excited. And uh, looking forward to those two Boba Fett episodes, you know, where, where Din and Grogu don't show up at all. Well, they can show up in one, but they don't have a single bit of, bit of dialogue. They're just staring right. at a hologram being like, yep, that's good. good. What you said is true. <laughs> this is also true. What did you think of Bad Batch this week, buddy? Oh, man. Uh, I was dying to talk about it. Very episode one vibes. Oh, yeah. Very pod big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. There was a point in there where it kind of felt like Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> like a Grand Theft Auto with all the weapons mm-hmm. and the um you, you know offensive things you could use uh very slick how tech navigated that i i liked that it was a tech positive episode mm-hmm. um it was a little odd to see star wars droid sonic uh like the sarcastic mm-hmm. droid guy was the voice of the guy that does sonic the hedgehog and uh it's very I guess I've just seen it so much as Sonic, it's hard not to hear it as well. But it has something about his delivery, his sarcasticness. Uh, I guess that translates in his voice talent. I liked Teo. I really, I thought Teo was funny. Um, he, I mean, he was funny. Dude, was that was the Disney Plus trailer on for the Mandalorian different? Am I seeing that they have a different trailer? Because look at this shot. William, look at this shot of a Star Destroyer on Coruscant. That's not oh my it. Goodness. And it says it's from the Disney Plus trailer. Is the Disney Plus trailer different? Maybe. That's Holy the only one. Shit. I didn't. I don't remember there being different scenes than the one we just watched. But Weird. I'm going to have to look it's into It's possible. Um, so, yeah, I... Um, I really like like Teo. Like he got legitimate laughs out of me a couple of times. He had the best, some of the best lines in the episode. Like when he got fucking Regina George Mean Girl, for like the second time he got all blowed up, and he was like, um, "I regret." That was nothing. on purpose, right? Oh yeah, certainly on purpose. Um, I dude, I thought Riot Racing was kind of cool. Like I like it. I like it a lot. The fa- and you know what it reminded me of the whole time was Star Wars Mario Kart. And I'm not talking That's like true. super bomb bad racing. I'm talking about actual Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, and I loved in the last race when they showed all the the racers that there was a ton, a ton of different droids. There was like a C-3PO protocol style droid. There was a battle droid, a commando droid. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think um, I think there's gonna be. Uh, I think it was pretty cool. I think it the was bastards cool. with the back the backstabbing setup, like the latch and the buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. That's fucking. That's that's dirty. That's dirty tactics. Dirty pool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there was definitely some of that in pod racing too. Of course, you um, but know, it just it was even dastardly, more. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it was, and it was almost, um, <laughs> excuse me, I don't know. Um, it seems more encouraged in riot racing, like right, or almost true. part of the, the whole deal is that people get dirty in it. Um, but I mean, you had like anybody watching this episode had to know that. Alteo wasn't going to be fucking participating in that last race and that it was going to be tech 
like the way he was analyzing the track and stuff and then the foreshadowing with the left tunnel and stuff i you know i thought right, he did a decent right. job and i yeah, do feel I like, like um i feel like it's foreshadowing or setting up some stuff with sid in the future as well i think this is true i think that you know the guy saying like well you know watch your back you know when she just whatever it is he says you know like you know that loyalty doesn't go both ways right right um i think we will see that happen and there'll be a blow up or a near blow up of the relationship with sid and that's maybe when they'll pardon do their own thing um but yeah, I, much like you, I kind of like this being somewhat of a tech-focused episode. I don't mind when they give one of the Bad Batch, like, you know, their own episode. And it, it was interesting because you got the two perspectives of uh, Wrecker and Omega. Uh-huh. They're, they're very fun. They are the comedic, not necessarily comedic, but like... Everything is fun through their eyes. Yeah. You know, well, they're having fun no matter what. Yeah. Wrecker for sure is the, you know, the comedic relief of the group. Right. right? Um, and in this episode. Omega's the heart. You yeah. Know, and, and in this episode, Omega definitely filled that role as well. Um, I just think it's funny, like, you know, because we always talk about the, it's the D. Bradley Baker show. Yeah. And uh, I just like to imagine they're like, hey, man, listen, we need to like maybe reduce the budget just a tiny bit this <laughs> season. So would you be opposed if like in a couple of episodes, you know, you do a, a, a couple lines for like Hunter and Echo, but maybe, you know, we just pay you for Wrecker and Tech. <laughs> and he was like, who do you fucking think you're talking to? I'm D Bradley motherfucking Baker, son. And they're like, OK, man, OK. We'll just write them out for an episode. And he's like, yeah, you'll write them out. <laughs> yeah, you'll write them out. <laughs> Do Hunter and uh, Echo for free. <laughs> Bro, I'm trying to drive a Lamborghini, huh? To the studio every day. And be Bradley Five Baker. Lamborghinis. Oh, and he's like, oh, and... He's got a set of supercars that he calls the Bad Batch. Yep, and he's like, don't you forget. I know. I saw the script. You guys wrote Cody in there. That's me. That's me. <laughs> You, you think want to know who that's voiced by? Me. 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 Rex. One, two, me. three, four. Me. me. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe it was a light day at the office that day. He came in and he was like, all right, I'm going to bang out some tech and some wrecker, and then I'm going home to swim in my golden, golden-lined infinity pool, baby. Hollywood Baker here. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, I wonder if uh, next episode will be whatever Hunter and, and Echo were up to. Although it didn't sound like it was all that exciting. No, it sounded like what they were doing was menial tasks. Yeah, they this were they were being like, their <laughs> unless you want to write it and then something funny happens or endearing, you know, like something yeah. dangerous, some situation they recover from. That's entertaining. Yeah, it seemed kind of like they were they were um, essentially intergalactic uber eats drivers or something yeah at that point yeah. <clears throat> but yeah man i look was it the most impactful episode nah did i have fun watching it certainly that's all i need yeah and it looked real it good again yeah. like they it are on fun. port with they are on point with the animation and bad batch and the lighting 
Absolutely. They should be, you know, after that many episodes of uh, The Clone Wars. So That one poor guy that got iced in the crowd from the incoming blaster fire. Yeah. That was super hardcore. Yeah, man. A dangerous uh, pastime to go watch uh, riot racing, that's for sure. I mean, it's in the name, really. Right. Honestly. You got to know what you're getting into. You wouldn't find my ass at a riot race. I'd be like, you know what? I'll watch it on TV. Yeah. I don't need to be there. Much safer to enjoy that. Getting norovirus from whatever that meat on a stick wrecker was eating, huh? Oh, he was going to town on it. He sure was. All right, buddy. Well, hey, you want to hear from some of our friends um, this week? We got we got a few. I do. All right. Well, let's jump into it. Get this going, huh? Oh, God. I got to stop saying, huh? G-R-D. Kia D, Kia D, Cockhead, the only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D, Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Syrian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kia D, Cockhead, to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kia D, Cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead! Ruhurt! Cockhead! Hansberger! Cockhead! Will Witten! Cockhead! Goose Paint! Cockhead! G-Money! Cockhead! King Tom! Cockhead! Joe! Cockhead! Key and D! Cockhead! Cockhead! All righty. Hey, if you want to send in a voicemail and an email, blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. So first up, we got one from Sean. He says, hey, it's Sean and An- Amber. We made a commercial for you guys. Do with it as you wish. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Let's check this out. Billy D. Williams on Colt 45. You want to know why you should keep plenty of Colt 45 on hand? You never know when you're going to... Excuse me. Hello, what have we here? My name's Premier Kyle Ren. I'm looking for a friend of Captain Han Solo. His name's Lando Calrissian. Oh, oh, Junior, be smooth. I don't know anybody by the name of Han. But my name's Billy D. Williams. Well, I was just about to enjoy a refreshing Colt 45. Won't you join me? Colt 45. Because you never know who's going to show up. I like to imagine that Sean played the the uh, saxophone for that. I like to imagine he's just a jam. I'm hoping to, right? Uh, and let it not be said, a pretty damn good Billy D impression too. Solid yeah. Billy D impression, real solid. That's true. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next up, we've got one from our buddy Neil. 
Hey, Austin Will. It's Neil giving you a call from Chicago. Um, hope you guys had uh, excellent holidays and are doing well. Just calling about the latest uh, Bad Batch episode. I didn't catch the title, but uh, episode four, uh, where they're doing the racing. Um, I thought this was really fun. Um, I kind of really thought about your comment, Hawes, saying it's just kind of like stakeless Star Wars, or I don't remember the exact term, but the, the stakes aren't like, you know, no major characters are going to die. Um, and, and this kind of echoes that for sure. Um, there's obviously some history between, you know, that bigger lizard that guy at the uh, the track and Sid, um, which I personally think will come back in like a big way this season. I think something's going to happen to Sid and she's going to basically, you know, give up the Bad Batch to the Empire in, in one way or another, whether it's to a bounty hunter or to an Imperial spy or something to that effect. I think that that is what, um, you know, that is foreshadowing for sure. Um, other than that, I, I honestly was surprised they didn't have Omega pilot the, uh, the racer. I was really thinking they were going to go like episode one Anakin vibes with it, but, um, I guess it makes way more sense to have tech do it since he's got the, the brain to make all the calculations similar to the droid. I think it was Teo. Uh, but anyway, uh, hoping you're enjoying the series so far this season, and um, if there's any other thoughts you have on this episode that I didn't hit, uh, let me know, and hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Thanks, Neil. You know, uh, I did briefly consider when it was all going down, I was like, oh, they might do like uh, a Phantom Menace thing where the kid is the one that, you know, saves the day in the race. And I wonder, like, okay, like what Neil said does make sense, but... You it, could have said it, the same thing about Omega too, right? Like, yeah. And I almost wonder if that played into the decision where they were like, "Hey, we could do that, but like, you know, that's kind of hues pretty closely to the Phantom Menace. Why don't we mix it up and have Tech do it?" You know. Well, also, you know, I'm pretty like, isn't it a? Is oh, I don't know. Maybe it's just in my head, but like, doesn't Qui Gon Jinn say something about the only way a, a kid could do that? It was if he was strong and sensitive in the force like it's the fact that he was anakin skywalker that he was able to pod race i don't so know so proficiently right like, i don't that know that um it was specifically a kid as it was a human right but you're right yes qui-gon does say like you know you must be very strong in the force if you can pod race or whatever right he definitely yeah, says to have that. reflexes like that or something like that. yeah now Riot racing didn't seem as fast as pod racing to me. Right. Right. I, I agree. And um, it was a track you definitely made loops on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think it was fucking rad when Tech detached the weapons module from that speeder. Like, just the fact, like, that is a toy. What a cool idea for a toy. Too bad you it can't is cool. go get it. No. I'd go buy the Riot Racer. I thought all those Riot Racer speeders were pretty neat, too. Like, they did yeah. a good job of making them look different than pod racers, I thought. Absolutely. Um, they were uh, kind of top-heavy just pods, like personal pods, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I... Um, the thing is, is uh, it wasn't necessarily low-stakes Star Wars, because I do feel like 
in episodes of Bad Batch, there are stakes at, at, at play. Obviously, the last episode, you could say that in a big way. To me, it's low-impact Star Wars, meaning, like, we're not going to get giant reveals and, you know, like, uh, even though, you know, there's not much that could have been uh, spoiled for me with this episode, right. I avoided social media all day Wednesday until I had a chance to watch it. Um, but it's not really something you could have spoiled. I mean, you know. Right. There will be episodes, I'm sure, kind of like when you could say this was a filler episode, but that would discredit Tech's awesomeness in this episode. I feel like I'm really glad that Tech had this moment. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it really develops his character quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I'm sure other members of the Bad Batch will sort of get their spotlight. I'm sure, you know, Echo will have a cathartic episode. He's like, oh, I'm all fucked up. I'm half robot, huh? That's, that's, so like if I, if, if I was in the writer's room and they're like, we need a, an echo episode, I'd be like, I got it. All right. What's your idea? Oh, I'm all fucked up. I'm a robot, huh? <laughs> I'm having bad robot dreams. I'm having bad robot dreams in my robot brain, huh? <laughs> and they'd be like, shit. Get D on the phone. We got to pitch it to him. <laughs> gonna get a daytime emmy for this all right next up we <laughs> <Daytime>. got <laughs> daytime emmy. next up we got uh josh O. we gotta we gotta uh designate we got two joshes this week he says hey halls and will when we last left grogu on the mandalorian he was saying goodbye and leaving with luke very mo- emotional what an ending of course everybody listening to the show knows he's back with din due to the events in boba fett but not everyone watched that show. Those no non-viewers are going to be so confused when they turn in for season three, episode one. How do you think the Mandalorian is the show is going to address the events from the book of Boba Fett for the casual viewer? Thanks, Josh. I'll tell you exactly how they're going to do it in the recap at the beginning. No, it's going to um, be like previously. You know what I mean? Like in the first yes. episode of Mandalorian season three, they'll have like the little recap section. It shows you Mando season one and two and the pertinent parts from Book of Boba Fett. Right. And and Josh is right, right? Like, there will be people, I'm sure, you know, in a world of endless possibilities, there's going to be people that, uh, you know, watch season three or the season three trailer and be like, oh, shit, how did he get Grogu back? Or think that, like, oh, I guess we're going to see that sometime in the season, see them reuniting. Um, But also, like, we've lived in this sort of post-MCU, everything is connected, pop culture world for so long now that I don't know that it will be as many people as it may have been at other points in pop culture history, you know? Right. It's something that so many, you know, uh, forms of entertainment do now that I think people are a lot more comfortable with that concept and stuff than they may have been in the past. Okay. Um, but you know, what would be really cool is, is if people tune in and they're like, Oh shit, I got to go back and watch that Boba Fett show. And then Disney is like, Holy shit. Book of Boba Fett's getting a lot of viewers. It's time for a season two. We should ret- We should uh, cut the scene out where we kill him in Mandalorian season three out. We should do that. Oh, no. I do not think he's going down in Mandalorian Season 3. Bro, I hope the first day on the job, old Bobby I, when he came back, 
he went into the office and he was like, all right, guys, <clears throat> what's going on in Mandalorian season three? And they're like, okay, so we're going to reveal that Quinlan Voss saved baby Yoda. And he's like, Quinlan Voss, excellent, excellent. Love the Perales family. And then he's going to be like, um, and, you know, Din's going to Mandalore. And he was like, yep, we could all infer that from season two. Love to, love to see it. Um, and we're going to introduce uh, Sabine, um, you know, to sort of lay the groundwork for the Ahsoka series that's coming later in the, the season or later in the year. And he's like, ah, perfect. You guys are doing great. And then we're going to have a really emotional moment where we kill Boba Fett. What? Yeah, we're going to kill Boba Fett. Does Tamora Morrison going to play him anymore? Oh, yeah, he said he would love to. Wait a second. So I'm gone for like a year. And old fucking Bob Chapstick comes in. And you guys, I wasn't going to mention it because I figured for sure what you were going to tell me, Bobby Iger, was that two episodes of this season of The Bandalorian were going to be solely fucking devoted to Boba Fett to balance the scales, to bring balance to the force. You guys get that reference? Huh? And now what you're telling me is you're going to kill him? Get, get in the editing room and fix this shit right now. <laughs> and he's like, you know, you guys know I have a giant Boba Fett back piece tattoo. This will not stand. Get me on the phone. Tomorrow this is... This is Bobby. I, I just want to apologize. We got some real fucking idiots that were working here while I was gone. I know there's like, been some slippage. There's been some slippage, some shrinkage. We're going to fucking fix it, though. OK, we're cutting that scene out. We just greenlit four more seasons of Book of Boba Fett. We just can't fucking we just cast Dash Rindar. He's going to be in there with you. And you know what? I don't know, man. We're going to give you a lightsaber. We got to make this right. I just hold tight. We're going to figure this out. That would be cool. Fucking losing it, bro. I don't, I don't know what to do anymore, man. I just, well, I don't know it. how you could, like, you have the opportunity to unite all these Mandalorians under Din Djarin, right? Why would you not include Boba Fett in that? Are you going to kill him? Are you going to sacrifice him for that cause? Like, no, dude, like, let him be part of that army. Well, because, you know why? Because God love him. God love his beautiful little turkey neck. But fucking Uncle George really fucking threw a wrench in it when they were making Clone Wars. And he was like, um, so uh, we really want them to uh, say that uh, Boba Fett really isn't a Mandalorian. Uh, Jango Fett wasn't really a Mandalorian. Let's just confuse him a little bit. What? Hey, what? What do you want to do? Just, just saying that they weren't Mandalorian. He really fucked me on that one, Uncle George. I love you, oh boy. Do I love you? I'd kiss that big old turkey neck if I ever saw you in person. You really fucked me on that <laughs> one, buddy. <laughs> kiss big old turkey neck. Gobble just, gobble. Just give him a big old kiss on his turkey neck. <laughs> Fucking losing it, buddy. I'm doing my best here. All right, now we got a voicemail from our buddy Josh Wright. Hello there, Haas and Will. This is your buddy Josh Wright. Um, I hope you I hope you guys are both doing well. I hope the new baby and all the family stuff's going well for you, Will. Um, hope all your treatments and all that other junk is going well for you, Haas. Um, I do want to say I was really impressed by <clears throat> excuse me by Haas's. Uh, reaction to the Mandalorian trailer. 
Um, I'd love to see more reactions like that um, go up on YouTube, especially with such fabulous celebrity guests. Just really top-notch stuff. I really liked it. Uh, Laughed quite a bit. Anyway, so I have a question uh, this week. Um, It is a bit of a hangover from Andor. Okay. Um, But here it is. So what do you guys think the future of sexy Star Wars is? Um, uh, One of the many areas in which Andor was groundbreaking was the level of sexiness in it. Um, There was even a moment, I think in the first episode, where I, for a split second, I thought maybe we'll actually see some space nipples. Um, We didn't, of course, uh, but um, there were... There were a number of sexy moments um, by Star Wars standards anyway. And of course, there have been sexy moments in the in the Star Wars movies as well. Um, of course, Metal Bikini Leia, Padme's outfits in Attack of the Clones. A lot of people got really excited by Ben Swolo um, in the sequel trilogy. Um, and even in um, some Clone Wars adjacent stuff, like um, Dark Disciple had kind of a sexy uh, vibe, a bit of tension there. Um, anyway, so what do you think the future of sexy Star Wars is? What do you think the future of sexy Star Wars is, and where do you think we might see it? Um, will uh, Andor season two up the sexiness? Will the Mando get a little sexy? Um, I really do not want to see any sexiness in the Bad Batch. That would be super <laughs> no. weird. Yeah. Uh, but where else do you think we might see it? Um, or do you think we've kind of uh, hit the wall with that? Anyway, like I said before, hope you guys are doing great. Peace and love, and may the Force be with you. I think we kind of seen, like, honestly, I think the, uh, like, you know, pre-coital underwear shot in uh andor is kind of probably the limit for it you know you can let your mind wander where's sexy star wars going in the future my dreams huh my hopes and aspirations (laughs) laying in bed playing my steam deck being like oh dang that lady in star wars is real pretty honks you honks you asleep um yeah i don't know i think that's kind like look man I think we've seen the extent of it. Yeah. I think if you see any more skin in Star Wars, it's going to be the male variety. Ken Swallow time. Ben Swallow time. Oh, that boy, he's so wide. He's beefy. He's, he's so wide, Ben Swallow. Phew. Got real humid in the theater when that happened. Ladies were talking about, whoo, <sighs> shoo, <laughs> having a hot flash. And, whoo, whoo. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like that. I, you know, I, I just don't know how they would handle doing rated R. Well, is there rated R content on Disney? I know there is outside of the United States, but is there in the States? I don't know. I don't really know. Like, I know they have that within the last year or so they implemented like the, the, age settings or whatever where you can change the you know your profile to you know a certain age or whatever i don't know i don't know right um but yeah um where's sexy star wars on the internet the internet is like 63 percent horny and then a good (laughs) section of that is star wars related you know this so, is probably true. 
Let those people, let those people shine, huh? Let them conjure up the sexy Star Wars. Or you could just go to Pornhub and type Star Wars. From what I hear, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Any fucking. I think Disney knows the line, you know, and I don't think you're gonna. I don't think it's it's gonna go further than it has. I'm trying to think like. And, and you know, it's not always the best to compare, like, the Marvel stuff to Star Wars, right? But it's it's one of the easiest comparisons to make because it's, you know, there are some similarities there. And, like, what is the, the furthest they've gone with sexiness in Marvel? I don't really know. Fucking shirtless Chris Hemsworth. People be getting hot flashes over that. I get it. Fucking yeah. get it. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank. You know, how, you know where where the next step in um, sexy Star Wars goes is after I start doing my my new series on YouTube. Um, I'm gonna get an invite to the Lucas Manor. George Lucas is like, you should come hang out. I'm gonna kiss him on his big old turkey neck and <laughs> film it. Just a big old, just a one. I'll be like, thank you for everything, dude. Um, you want to go get some some Chinese food at the mall? Maybe pick out a new pair of white Nikes? Because I'm here for it. Let's go hang out, man. Love that flannel you're wearing. <clears throat> All right. Next you would appreciate the compliments. That he might even invite you home to see his personal Star Wars library. Uh, you know... Uh, if if that kind of if I had the opportunity to have that kind of co- that relationship with George, I the only thing I would be able to do with myself is be like, hey man, what would you have done in the sequel trilogy? What was your idea for the <laughs> sequel trilogy? I just want to know. Just give me the overview. And if he if you know if he summarizes it in ten or fifteen minutes, great. But if he wants to go for hours with me just sitting on the floor next to a fireplace while he sits in a lazy boy. Telling me beat by beat, I would listen to every second of it. And you best bet I'd be on the phone to all you guys being like, hey, man, I can't talk about this on the podcast because I don't want to betray Uncle George's trust, but I have some information for you. Somebody get me King Tom's number. I got to call him. All right, next He'd up, be telling you stories about all kind of stuff. All kinds of crazy. He'd bring shit. you hot cocoa. Just bring, just laugh bring. at your questions playfully, <laughs> and then tell you another story. Well, I've got a story about that. Yeah, just and making it up as he goes too, probably. Uh, next up, we got a question from our buddy Sam. Howdy, Halls and Will. I hope you fellas had a fast and speedy week. I want to say thanks to you both and all of those myweirdfoot.com users for a great joke this week. A friend was joking about selling foot pictures on the internet, and I encouraged them to go on the website. They then asked why it brought them to a silly Star Wars podcast, and I got a great laugh out of it, but they didn't understand why I thought it was funny. Anyway, hope the new website brings in new listeners for the show. Also, a question I still have lingering over from Andor is about Mon Mothma. Do you think we'll see her change her hairstyle next season? Will she have a midlife crisis that makes her go to the bowl cut that we see her have in Rogue One? What do you both think will cause her to change her hair? Anyways, thanks as always, and have a great week. Best wishes, Sam. Oh, man. You know what I think happens? This is what I think happens. Um, For some reason, his email, like, what happens if you search my weird foot on the internet? 
Yeah, where wonder, do we come up? I wonder where you are in the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Oh, bunch of stuff. Bunch of weird stuff. Uh-oh. Bunch of bunch of weird stuff about tingling in your feet. I don't need to watch that and get paranoid. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so this is my theory of what happens that cause uh, Mon Mothma to go uh, for the bowl cut. So her and Perrin, right? You know, I think we'll see the continued deterioration of their quote unquote relationship. I mean, you can't really even call it that, right? Um, you know, her husband, I think you'll see them butting heads and she'll be like struggling with like, oh man, like he's kind of a douche, but should I let him take the entire fall for this and get in trouble with the empire? And she'll be really struggling with it. And then Perrin is going to be like, Hey Mon, um, so a friend of mine that works in the Senate, his wife is opening a new salon, um, you know in level 1414 of Coruscant and like they comped us uh, a free styling. So um, whenever you want to go, just check it out. And she's like, Oh, that's a really nice gesture of him. Like maybe he's not that bad of a dude. And he got, she goes and like, there's one of those fucking eighties haircut montages where she's getting her hair done. And then the stylist turns her around to look in the mirror and it's that bowl cut. And she just turns red in the face. And the next scene you see is her on the comm link fucking throwing Perrin under the bus to the Empire. Being like, oh my goodness. he's been laundering money to the Rebellion. Yeah, he's my husband. This is where you can find him. Hangs up. He never sees her again. She just doesn't come home. She She's like, um, can I get one ticket to Yavin 4, please? Please and thank you. I've got some things to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm... Real pissed off about it. But you know what? I'm going to rock this look for the next three to four years because, you know, I don't know. I don't want to freak out the rebels. Many buffins died. Mm -hmm. Or that, or it's like, you know, after a couple of weeks living with it, she's like, you know what? Maybe I reacted too harshly. It's not that bad. You know, the bowl cut. I'll take it back. I'll own it. It'll be my thing. Yeah, I'm the bowl cut lady now. Hmm. Maybe I should. I don't think she's going to change. You know what? Her hair may change in the next season, but I think it'll be out of maybe just being different. I, I mean, I, I mean, she's feeling like she's a galactic senator. Like it could change with the day. You know, she has access to, you know, luxury and hairdresser, you know, the finest hairdressers, you know, just like Leia, her hair can change depending on the diplomatic occasion. I mean, I th- I do think we'll see probably her transition over to that just for visual continuity. If if the second season of Andor really is going to end at the start of Rogue One, then yeah, they, we got to get closer to the visual continuity of that. So, yeah, I think we'll probably... I don't know that it'll be a big deal. I think she'll just show up and people will be like, nice haircut. And she'll be like, thank you. My husband's a dick. <laughs> All right, we got one more voicemail. This one's from our buddy Jim. Good evening, Hawes and Will. How the hell are you? Uh, last week, uh, King Tom said that uh, my question made him, you know, tighten his grip and uh, and get angry. And I just wanted to say that uh, I, I want to dole out some compliments, okay? So lean to the side. You guys might also get your asses kissed a bit. All right. But uh, when I 
send in a voicemail, uh, half cocked, you know, like the one about his dark materials and say about your spirit animal. And then, you know, Hawes asks himself, oh, what does he mean? Alien animals or human animals? Because Anakin doesn't know what the fuck a ferret is. Ah! I I screamed. I, I was like, come on. King Tom would never make a faux pas like that, you know? And I said, it's a new show. That thing's been out for three years. I just heard about it for the first time. But I just wanted to give King Tom props that any time that I <laughs> send out a voicemail, I use his as a measure, him as a measuring stick. And uh, so you gentlemen, I wanted to explain to you guys why I even send in voicemails. Um, you know, when it started, it's because I just have never had a friend that I didn't pretty much have to explain the premise of Star Wars to before I could talk to them about it and then, you know, get nothing really back in feedback until I discovered you guys on the podcast. And, you know, I got to ask questions <laughs> that I never had the chance to. And you guys gave me that. And it means a lot. And it's it's turned into... Um, well, let me put it this way. Hawes, if while Lost was coming out, if they said, send in a voicemail with a question and your Lost episode, the Lost episode might end up being 15 minutes longer. I'll bet that you would record <laughs> every single week. And that's what I do. I mean, I get to my best question is the one that makes you guys ramble on for 20, 30 minutes. You know, I mean, I don't even care if it's, hey, hey, Will, you know what I... You know what I thought of while that dum dum was talking, and then you get into digging in the Duke, or who knows? But uh, I mean that's why I do it, and I just wanted you guys to know that uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, my question is: I'm going to Disney World and Universal Studios for two days each in two weeks, and I've I'm not prepared. Like I don't, I know Will just recently went. What do I need to know to, I don't want to be caught off guard. I know I need to get ready, sign in, 6 a.m. apps. I'll, I don't know. I'm going to be, I just don't want to be caught off guard. So any advice would be welcome. All right, guys. Ignite the green. Hey, hey. Thanks, buddy. That's very, very nice of you. Yeah, that's very kind. <laughs> Uh, so, Will, buddy, you're going to have to take the reins on this because I haven't been to Disney since, like, 2018 when we went. I will t I, I, I will be honest and tell you that my wife handled most of the arrangements, but I can tell you what I know of what I experienced. Um, most of the fancy restaurants within, within the parks, if you want to eat at a restaurant within the park, you need to schedule that uh, way in advance, like months out. Um you know, making sure to have a reservation at the, at the time you want, but you can do all that probably through the Disney app, I believe. And the, like, there's like a Disney park app, I believe that's like official. And, uh, you can register for certain rides at a specific times to use like the fast lane for that kind of stuff through that, through that system, which also ties into a wrist band that give you like a, a microchip and a wristband and you can pick, you know, they have different styles and cute little uh, themes for different wristbands and stuff like, you know, they have a star Wars one and that's, uh, that's cool. 
and your different characters and all that kind of stuff. So you can customize whatever, but you know, you scan your wristband when for those time slots on those big attractions, it helps from having to wait. Cause sometimes the line, if you're like in the standard line for a lot of those rides, you can be there for like an hour and a half. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure, um, I remember going to the Avatar ride because the line was only 90 minutes. I, I, like that's one of the things that sticks out in my. And we didn't have the fast pass for the um, Avatar ride because we had had it for something else down the road. So it's about it's a lot about scheduling your time, making sure your reservations are on point. Um, my wife is incredible about that kind of stuff, and you know, she's really on top of that kind of stuff. So I benefit from just kind of letting her do her thing, but. Uh, I'm I'm an ex- executive function. I make sure things happen. You know, you just point me in the right direction. I make it happen. Uh, but uh, that's most of it. I, I guess I could say planning, organization, make sure you got good walking shoes. You know. Oh, I bet you, Jim. Jim is a fucking. He's a working man. I bet you he's got good shoes. Someone tells me Jim's yeah. got some comfy shoes. I'll say sun tan lotion. Yeah. Um. While not necessarily related to the the process of, you know, what to do while you're in the parks and how to, and you know, maximize your, your time, you got at Universal Studios, you got to check out the Simpsons area. It is so fucking cool. I've never been there, so I can't, oh, I can't so speak cool. to Universal Studios, but. Uh... And ride the Spider-Man ride. The Spider-Man oh, cool. ride at Universal Studios is really cool. And that Island sounds cool. Um, and then, buddy, make me really jealous. Do a bunch of Galaxy's Edge stuff and let me know how it is. I was kind of, <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm, I'm being real serious here. There was a moment there where I was getting ready to pull the trigger on a Disney trip for my birthday week because I'm taking sort of the week off from work. Right. But not advised with the, the treatment um, that I'm going through to be, you know, around that many people and stuff. Right. my immune system. But one day I've got to get over to fucking Galaxy's Edge, man. You know what's going to happen? I'll be like, this is it. This is finally it, man. I'm going to Galaxy's Edge. And they're going to be like, guess what, guys? (laughs) You never saw this coming. We're closing Galaxy's Edge. And you know what we're turning it into? Twilight World. Oh, my goodness. And I'll be like, when are you doing that? Oh, we we just closed it. There's no more Galaxy's Edge. I'll be like, no. No, I mean. They're going to have to milk that for a long time because they're putting a damn Star Wars hotel out there, right? Well, it's already out there. That expensive house thing. Sounds neat. It does sound neat. I was not planning on doing the Star Wars hotel because that shit's so expensive. But I I know it was for a little bit there when it first came out. It was kind of the hip thing to meme on it. But I don't know, man. I watched some videos and I talked to Sal. Because he and his family went for like the preview weekend or whatever, and ah, it seemed cool to me. I can't lie. <laughs> I cannot lie. It seemed cool to me. So maybe one day. One day. Be the fucking creep there at the Star Wars hotel by myself in character the whole time, and be like, uh, "Are you checking in alone?" You will not ask me if I'm checking in alone. Sir, we need to know. Are you checking in alone? These questions do not bother you. You do not need to know. If a, sir, stop with the jet. Can you break character for just a second, sir? Security. We got another one. Security. 
All right, buddy. Well, that does it this week. We uh, we knocked it out. Talked about a trailer and an episode of Bad Batch. Yeah, we did. Because um, there was a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Yeah, man. My favorite type of Star Wars week. Lots of cool Star Wars stuff to talk about. And you know what? We're not that far from Celebration either. What's the exact dates uh, of Celebration this year? I feel like it's in April this time, right? Well, that's 2022. Let's see. <sighs> really fucking chaps my ass to miss two celebrations in a row. Oh, yeah. Really sort of got fucked over with the celebration last year. Oh, yeah. Right? April Absolutely. 7th to 10th. So there's going to be an episode of Mandalorian that airs during celebration. I wonder Ooh, if it's going to be a big crazy one. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be a big crazy one. Hmm. I'm sure they'll do it live, right? Yeah, they'll have like they'll have like in a, a big room. Big, yeah, everybody big. gets together and watches it. Yeah, so we're only we're less than three months away from celebration, and I really do feel like um we will. I think we'll get some good stuff from celebration. I think we'll right. we might get a, at least a somewhat of an ex- idea of the next couple of years of Star Wars, and then what they're gonna do is they're gonna be like. We decided to get a little fucking weird with the next U.S. celebration. It's going to be in Birmingham, Alabama. And you're going to hear somebody fucking spontaneously combust in the southeast United States. Oh, I'm going to show you guys a good time. All my friends, all my Star Wars family, you guys are in for a real good time. Real good. It's going to get real weird. We're going to go to the Nick. <sighs> I'm just saying, it's going to be a little bit like... Uh, Lord of the Flies. Some of you guys might not make it back from the Nick, but it'll be a good time. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for uh, recording with me. Dude, thanks for recording with me. Um, Listen, guys. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> I, I was frozen in anticipation. <laughs> uh, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us out. If you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And check out the High Potion podcast that I do with our buddy Steve every week. It's a podcast about video games. It comes out every Monday. We haven't missed a Monday yet. Knock on wood. Going strong. Yeah. Coming up on our 100th episode. Um, goodness. Also coming up on our fucking 400th episode of Blue Harvest. All right. Slowly but surely getting some ideas together for our live stream for that, buddy. Really? Yeah. That's fun. So, guys, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. We'll be at least talking about a episode of Bad Batch. And who knows what else? Anything could happen. I love that we have an episode of that to talk about every week. I know, man. It's, you know, it has not been... It's been a while since we've had the real bad Star Wars droughts where we we're like where I show up and I'm like, oh, buddy, I don't know what we're going to talk about. They happen occasionally, but not nearly as much as they used to. You know, and that's on the true. other hand, you know, on the other side of that, that's when I got to reach into my bag of tricks and be like, what's some fucking weird story I could tell from my past? Ooh, digging my Duke. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, people guys. love the digging the Duke. People, there's two of my stories from when I was younger that people like is the digging the Duke and me being convinced that my friend's parents were a werewolf and a vampire. Or a <laughs> that's a good one, too. Oh, that's a good one. 
All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Willwood. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. <laughs>